up guys it's your girl sue helen cabrera and i'm here to revolutionize the way that you think so firstly if you haven't already like i'm gonna need you guys to go over to my other podcast and listen in on the school to prison pipeline because it is extremely important it goes talks about more in depth of children in school districts and how they can go from school to prison or juvenile detention and other aspects so today we're going to be talking about the cradle to prison pipeline which is sort of similar but a little bit more different and if you haven't already i'm gonna get i'm gonna need you guys to give you i'm, I'm gonna need you guys to give you a minute excuse me i'm gonna need you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a minute to go check out the other podcast or put it on your list to listen about the redlining because it plays an extremely important role in what we're going to be talking about today which i already mentioned the cradle to prison pipeline so the cradle to prison pipeline what is it you're probably wondering well the cradle to prison pipeline is basically when somebody's color of skin and socioeconomic status determines how like determines a lot of things so it doesn't show their potential like who they are but rather like just a lot of different things which i'll discuss a lot of people claim this is america it's not about privilege it's about how hard you work but there's a double standard when it comes to our society a big example of this is a student may be very smart a black or brown student or Hispanic student may be very smart, but they suck at doing tests, like SATs. And the SATs, if you don't already know, you have to pay for these tests. And although they do have fee waivers, it's only up to two. It's only up to two tests that you can take. So if you do bad the first two times, then you have to redo the whole thing. And a lot of these students who take these tests they can't afford tutors or they can't afford to take more than two tests to get better score i know in my experience i am a really good student but i am terrible at sats but unfortunately i couldn't go to like a proper tutor i was fortunate enough to have a school where they did do sat prep but even then it was hard for me because it's hard for a lot of kids because I know my friend, she couldn't go all the time because she had to work. Or other people, they are trying to do sports because they need a sports scholarship to get into a good college. So they had to go to practice. And there's just a lot of things that hurt that, that student and their SATs. And unfortunately, for the college admission process, it's, SATs are really important. And I feel like it shouldn't be based on a test that is, I just feel like it shouldn't, but that's a whole nother story. And a lot of the times, like, when you're born into these, like, into poverty or into things, which, like I mentioned before, if you haven't already, go check out the redlining because a lot of black, brown, Hispanic kids are in poverty or in a place where it's not as good as their counterparts like in other places like I live in Westchester County but compared to other neighborhoods like ours is like kind of like bad but I'm still grateful for where I come from but that's not the point anyways so 
basically when they're born into these things they can't have access they don't have access to much health care so they can't do things that other thing other kids could you know they don't receive as higher education like the quality of education are not in par with other other children i guess which results in like a gap and an opportunity gap for these kids it's not about their potential it's about how underfunded their communities are how qualified their teachers are and just a lot of different a lot of different things that play into that role which is extremely bad for these kids it doesn't reflect how the children really are it just reflects where they come from which is why the SAT also did like I think it was I forgot the name but it was like it takes into account your where you live and it gives you like it gives you like a little boost but even then there can be somebody who lives in a really good like maybe going to a really good school but live in a impoverished town I don't know it's just a lot of different things that might not be in good status stuff like that or like they may go into a good school but their income is really bad not only that but a lot of children of color like I already mentioned the school to prison pipeline so go check that out they're more likely to go into prison because of it um they're more likely to get into gang violence unfortunately like I was listening to one influencer she's a smaller influencer and she was going live and she was talking about how one of her really close friends his his father died and he had to get into gangs because he had to support his family he didn't want to he really didn't want to he tried to get out of it but it's extremely difficult to be able to get out of that type of situation where you can't afford you don't know when your next meal is going to be and you don't know if you're going to even come out of the projects or wherever they may be at which makes it easier for them to put a label on that person and be like oh he's a gang member he's bad like we don't want him in our thing or in our job or whatever and it's just not the case like a lot of times these children these kids whose minds are still developing at a young age they feel like it's the only way out to get money to help support their family because he was a freshman when his father died. His fa- he needed to feed his mother and sister, and that was the quickest way. And a lot of the times, I know that I was trying to apply all throughout high school for jobs, but not many would accept me except for one. And I am fortunate to have this job, but like a lot of kids aren't. And even when they are called to a job, like they may look at the color of skin and be like oh he's this he's that you know just a lot of different things you guys should definitely look for it and it ends up leading to a lot of arrest in these communities not being able to afford health care not being able to afford their next meal not being able to do this having to join gangs and do things that they don't want to do 
but they have to do because the system is completely against them and they end up going to jail and prison and it becomes even harder to get a job after prison it just becomes a cycle of I can't get a job after prison and nobody wants me because of I was in prison and whatever it just becomes really really hard so that's why I think that we should find some place to fix that because it's literally called cradle to prison pipeline or cradle it's just like like baby just like baby to prison pipeline I don't even know man it's just really upsetting and there's something that needs to be done about it so I hope you guys learned a little bit or got to understand a little bit more because I know for me I did not know the term about it I always knew that black brown hispanic communities were disproportionately like um like unfair in that sense but i never knew the actual name about it and so now you guys know it's called the prison pipeline so you guys should go check that out so i hope i have a village the way that you think i hope you enjoyed this episode so stay tuned for more episodes on that so more episodes on different issues so thank you guys and have a good night night have a good day Thank you.